Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Media Podcast Network. All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is your friend, Alexander Kaylee, uh, of On to the Next One fame. My usual co host and my best friend, uh, Mike Heck is not here. He is on vacation. I'm sure if you guys have been paying attention to social media, paying attention to some of our other shows, you know that uh, you know Mike, Mike's taking a well-deserved break. But I have another one of my of, of my best friends joining us. The wonderful, the fan, the the intelligent, the gorgeous, <laughs> Jet K. Mushu. You know, uh, I appreciate all that. I don't appreciate the love for Mike Heck because Mike's leave, left us in the t- trenches taking grenades here. You know, who we don't days off. MMA takes no days off, good sir. You think he would this know is, that? Coming from there New are England. no off seasons here around the clock, and so that's why we're up. We're grinding after this wonderful event that we just had. Got another big event, arguably the biggest event of the entire year. Maybe the biggest sporting event of the entire year this evening. Uh, and, you know, the wheels keep turning. So I'm, I'm so happy to step in for Mike Heck since he dropped the ball on this one. Well, I, I think I speak for everyone when I say we're happy to have you. Uh, I think Mike's exact words before going on vacation were like, guys, I have like a wife and child and a dog that I love and I want to spend time with. I don't need to see Jared Cannonier versus Sean Strickland. Blasphemy. Um, blasphemy. Uh, in, in, in retrospect... Now this Saturday's event at uh, UFC Vegas 66 <laughs> is in the books. Not not a great, not a terrible, I don't think a terrible main event, just not a great main event, not one we will remember for super positive reasons, uh, you know, when we're talking about Jared Cannonier or Sean Strickland's careers down the road. It's a fight. It's a five-round fight. It happened. It was tough to score. It gave us some peculiar scorecards uh, according to MMA Decisions. And for anyone who didn't watch, Jared Cannonier won a split decision over Sean Strickland. Uh, 49, 40, two 49-46s for Cannonier, one 49-46 for Sean Strickland, according to MMA Decisions. Only the second time 
this has ever happened. Jed, do you know the other Jed, I tweeted this, I retweeted this earlier. I don't know if you saw. Like I the second did. time, a five round fight. I did. Mm -hmm. uh, it was Dominic Cruz versus Tyler James Dillashaw. It was. And I believe Sal Diamato was the same dissenting judge in both fights. So, uh, so coincidence or uh, not, I don't know. I don't know if you want to, how to frame it, but. It probably, like, it probably isn't a coincidence. I actually imagine if you went and watched those fights, you could see that there is, that there's a congruity there. There's some mm -hmm. reason, whatever it is. The truth, I, I have not watched uh, Dillashaw Cruz in a long time. I remember at the time thinking Dillashaw won, uh, not being upset particularly with the outcome, you know, but thinking that Dillashaw won. I definitely rewatched it and still thought Dillashaw won, but I haven't watched it recently. My guess, though, uh, is that wh which way did, did Saul go uh, in so both Saul, instances? Uh, so this he time went he went the, with the guy who lost. No, this time he went with the loser. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. Both times he went with, with the guy who lost. Correct. Yeah. So uh, interesting because, you know, I, I my my assumption is uh, that that is actually that's not how I would have thought it. Because I would have thought that he would have gone with, uh, essentially, he would have done like uh, Cruz and uh, Strickland together. Like he, those would have been the sides just because their fighting styles are a little more sure. aligned in that regard, volume versus damage. So that's interesting. But the ultimate endpoint here is I know Jer I, I know Sean Strickland's really upset about it. <laughs> there were no wrong answers to this this fight, this uh -huh. outcome. They're any any scorecard we talked about in the post show any scorecard totally live if you gave that 50 45 strickland i can't say you're wrong if you gave it 50 45 cannoneer i don't think you're that wrong it's to me we didn't talk about this because we talked about some other stuff and i don't want to drag us into the weeds in the post show sure i have never been a huge i know that people hate draws i have never thought that draws were like a bad thing uh, frankly, it feels a little American, like a little American centric in our absolute refusal to think that teams can be equal or people can be like roughly equivalent. This fight to me feels like a draw. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's sort of how I, I, I do not believe either man showed that they were any level of better than the other. They're incredibly well matched. If they fought 10 times, I think they, they would each win half. Sure. And so Whatever the way scoring works, totally fine with any outcome. I do kind of wish scoring was a little better catered to where the true outcome of, you know, neither guy wins. We're, you know, we're just even. Maybe feels a little more fair, but say la vie. Yeah, I, I agree on, in, in the sense that like, man, it's, I don't feel it does, the, the win does a lot for Cannoneer's career. I don't feel the loss hurts Strickland's career that much. Uh, I do feel like, you know, it is the judge's job to to pick a winner or loser or score or use a draw. That's true. I mean, 10 10 is supposed to be part of their judging, you know, tools, it's, as it were. They, it's, it's rarely so used. heavily dissuaded. It's rarely that, used. Though. It is, it is, especially where there's activity. I think I think when there's it's it's more like if there's a fight where a round if there's no me, activity, yeah. Yes, then you're you're supposed to use a draw. If both guys are doing stuff, and to 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 Strickland and Kenya's credit, they were doing stuff. They did stuff. Stuff was being done. For 25 minutes. There's no question. They were doing stuff. This was um, not a boring fight. No, like it all. wasn't like boring. It just felt it, you know, it never got out of first gear, second gear, however you want to phrase it, right? It just kind of stayed level. It felt like really 
you know, up, you know, a high level sparring like a high level sparring contest, uh, which is probably not what you want when you're talking about a UFC main event that people are actually watching on television. But that's that's what it was. That's a fair way to describe it. And you mentioned the scores being all over the place. No wrong answers, Jed. Uh, just going at MMA decisions. The media was all over the place. Uh, a few more for Cannoneer, but we had all the way from 50-45 Cannoneer to 49-46 Strickland and everything in between. Um, I'm looking at the fan voting. Uh, very close again. 48-47 Strickland, 31%. So that was the leading. People thought Strickland won. But right behind, 27.3%, 48-47 Cannoneer. And then behind that, 13%, another Strickland score. And then 13, another 13% for another Cannoneer score. So that is how really really super close this fight was and as you said like did anyone really win no i mean i I don't it's one of those where i don't sean strickland drops absolutely nothing in my fighting estimate from this fight and cannonier doesn't really raise he does officially get a w and that you know gets the two paychecks etc but this fight was it was a fight uh, and it's, I feel so mean saying that to some extent, right? Because I feel like fans think we're really bagging on this. And it wasn't a bad fight. Mm. It may just be the end of the year. Like, I'm I'm just kind of done. This fight, the stakes were so minimal. If, if there were stakes at all, they were so very low for them to have this fight, this outcome where... Again, it wasn't awful. Like, no. It wasn't the worst fight I've ever I, seen. This wasn't boring, but it's... Yeah. The stakes are so low and the outcome was so not definitive that it really just takes any level of shine or care off this one, which is a bit of a tough way to end the year, if we're being honest. Yeah, and, and I think it's a little bit like the card we just saw at 282, where there was uh, a lot of notable finishes, a lot of excitement before the last two fights. And then we kind of got, uh, you know, uh, we'll, and we'll talk more about this in a bit. Uh, we certainly talked about a lot of, on, the, on the post-fight show, the Sarukian Ismagulov fight, which was fine, but not exciting. Certainly nothing, not no, not a fight of the night candidate by any means. And then, again, a sort of uh, a main a main event that was, you know, not bad by any stretch. I mean, I think Ekolayev, um Blachowicz was a lot better than this one, but not bad by any stretch, but again, Maybe not not what we're all hoping for to close out close out a show, especially the last UFC event of of 2022. But uh, as you said, uh, Jared Kanier is the winner. He gets the extra paycheck, and Jed he gets the honor of having a fight pick for him because it's it, what it, you an know, honor it is. It's not a nice business, but we only pick fights for winners uh, generally. It's a title fight. We'll sometimes pick the loser. So it's not a title fight. So Sean Strickland, happy trails for whatever's next to you, my friend. But Jared Kanier, uh, we are going to pick a fight for him. Uh, we kind of ended up in neutral. I don't know, so I don't know where you went with this uh, with this one, Mister Rashu. So I think there are a few choices here. I had one written down. I think I mentioned it on the post show yesterday, but I pivoted, thought about it a little more. Um, first, let me just say, God love you, Jared Cannonier. Um, you ain't getting the things that you want. He came out afterwards and said, "I I want a title fight or I want a number one contender match. Those are the fights that I want." And tremendous. We're going to talk a lot about people wanting things that they ain't got no shots of getting. And Mr. Cannoneer, you're not getting you're not getting a title fight. Like that's it's almost ridiculous and counterproductive to ask for that one. You're not really getting a more contenders match, especially when you won't even pick one. A lot of high profile matchups for top ranked guys, and you're just saying the one that gets me a title fight. None of them do. So pick one and hope that maybe it can get you there. He. I think the, the one I mentioned last night was the Vittori Dolidze fight. It's coming up in March. 
uh, take on the winner of that. Or if he wants a quick turnaround and something happens, maybe step in. But I actually decided instead, I think one that I like more, uh, Andre Muniz fighting Brendan Allen February 25th. Ooh. The winner of that fight, because I think Andre Muniz is the future of this damn division. Uh, if Brendan Allen wins, great for him. But I love Andre Muniz. I want him to start getting his shot to move up. And Jared Cannonier, I th- still think, is at least two fights away. One fight plus a contenders match. So give me the winner of Andre Muniz versus Brendan Allen. Gets Jared Cannonier sometime in early summer. Uh, I agree on both fronts. I, I Muniz deserves a top-ranked f- guy. Cannonier is uh, is still, still in the UFC's top five after this. I think he's top six, top seven in the MMA Fighting Global rankings. Um, and Muniz is at, is good enough to be in there. They just haven't given him that opponent. So I'm cool with that. Exactly. Yeah, I'm cool with that. And I'm cool with the Brendan Allen matchup, too, for Cannonier because I think it's a winnable fight for Cannonier. Suddenly he's on a two. He beats Brendan Allen. He's on a two-fight win streak. He's won. What do I? What is he won? That's he's you know uh, uh, six and he'll be seven and two uh, at middleweight if uh, if he pulls that off. So it's nice. He he ha- he'll he'll remain that guy at middleweight uh, that we said he is he is destined to be. Just a guy. He's a guy, and that's fine. You make a <laughs> lot of money being a guy in the UFC if you hang around long enough. So uh, no no, it's not a bad thing. Um, but that would be a, a just a guy fight if he. Fought Brendan Allen. I don't know where it would lead to that. Where it would lead to after that, even if he won. Um, but I like that for Kenanier, and I like the Kenanier matchup for Mooney. So good thinking there. Um, where are you going then? I'm interested. Uh, yeah, it doesn't uh, sound like we're friends forever here. No, not we're not friends forever here. I also want to give a young man an opportunity to move up the 185 pound ranks. Now, uh, last week, uh, I said I wanted Delise to get the winner of Nasardine Imavov versus Calvin Gastelum on January 14th. But uh, Delise very wisely got himself booked already. Um, he has a fight coming up. So uh, he's, oh, Vittori. He's fighting Marvin Big Vittori. fight. Yes. Yeah, big fight so, going. He very, can't... very smart for, for Delise. Dark Horse uh, 2022 fight of the year candidate, Roman Delise. Um, got himself a matchup with Vittori on the uh, in March. So uh, that frees up the Imavov Gaslam matchup to fight Cannoneer. But I'll go a step further now. Last time I was like the winner. Uh, Gaslam, of course, has already fought Cannoneer. So I, I was. I thought about this yeah. one. That was why I didn't. Because if Gaslam wins that, I have no interest in no. the rematch. That's why I'm going crystal ball here. And I'm going Imavov after okay. he beats Gaslam. Nasruddin Imavov will be Calvin Gaslam on okay. January 14th. And he will fight Cannoneer. So... I'm going to step and then maybe further. France can further. finally win instead of losing oh, like wow. idiots too in the soon. World Cup final. Oh, too soon. <laughs> People, I swear I did not set him up for that. We did not know who each other was going to pick. Wow, too soon. We were recording, by the way, people, just like moments after the uh, the World Cup final. Uh, congratulations, Argentina. I have a lot, I have some family from Argentina. Congratulations to Argentina. Uh, incredible game. And congratulations to France as well for a fine effort. Back-to-back World Cups. It's hard to win two in a row. Come on. They had the flu. The the flu. Flu, several of their best players not involved. My question, is this the second biggest Argentinian win of the month after Ponzinibbio's comeback KO? Yeah, it's a a distant second. Distant second. It's a distant second. second. Oh, man. Big month for Argentina. Messi raising the cup. That was... He, he very kind of gently just kissed it actually when he first saw it. He kind of saw it. he didn't the, do anything. The dramatic. first one when he's getting just the, the golden ball, yeah, and does yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a beautiful just sneaking moment. it in there, just so living cool. life. What a what drive a by though. What a drive by though in the France <laughs> by Jeff Mishu. So I love Nasser Nasser I do oh, think yeah. he's going to be Kelvin Gastelum. 
Uh, and I think he'd have a good shot against Cannoneer, so I like the matchmaking. I think so too. I think I think Cannoneer, depending how the uh, how these some of these fights play out, could have a really tough matchup next. Either Muniz or Imovov. I mean, they're coming for that that spot. He's been holding onto a ranking for a while, uh, and not not squatting. I mean, he's been defending that ranking. Well, he's been fighting. He's been fighting. Oh, yeah. He's not a, he's not a squatter. He's he's been fighting people. But uh, we got some young gunners up here coming for that spot. Speaking of young gunners, how about that segue? Young gunners. Uh, I, Jed, I don't want to fire you up all over again. I don't want to break your heart all over again. Um, we had Armand Strugian score a, I will describe it as a workmanlike victory over a very tough lightweight opponent in Damir Ismagulov. Both men ranked uh, in, in the top 15 of the MMA fighting global rankings. Ismagulov was 15, Strugian at 9. Now, I want to tell people, I don't think I got to bring this up on the post-fight show, Jed, Heading into it, you were very high on young Armin. Just turned 26 years old uh, this past October, I believe. You had him as high as five. You have been pushing the Sarukian train. Not, not you're, You weren't like super crazy as far ahead of other people. Excuse me. I think we had some people that had him ranked as high as seven. I'm a conservative guy. I don't. I don't recall. I think I had him out. I think I still had him outside the top. 10 maybe um i'll have to check in a second but probably but you had him five you had him five and i feel like you were personally hurt that he did not run through damir ismagulov and that may have influenced your reaction on the post-fight show now that you've had some time to sleep to digest it uh do you want to rephrase your critique perhaps of surukian's unanimous decision win over uh damir ismagulov I do not. Okay. I I had the time to sleep on it, and I'm not I'm not disappointed. I'm not upset. I am still going to rank him number six in the world in our next ranking cycle. I currently have him five, and that five, as I mentioned on the post show, is really a four A B situation. We talked at the top. I think him and Matush Gamrat, neither man is better than the other. That fight was two guys who are identically the same in quality. Uh, and so, but because Gamrod officially won, gave him the nod in the ranking, but they're interchangeable. But all of my concerns about Sarukian are still here now. Uh, and I, the thing for me was not that he was a bad performance. It's just that I was so high on him and he did not deliver on maybe my expectations he he still has work to do. He's still super young, and he can absolutely get that work done. But I, I'm just going to segue right into my pick for him. I was going to say, what, what homework have you assigned for, for young Armin? My, my pick for him uh, works very well because it's the guy who's right behind him currently in my rankings. Uh, but in my next iteration, we'll move directly in front of him. It is Rafael Fazeev. The reason I, I put Sarukian in front of Fazeev because the largest of my rankings are based on who I think would beat each other in a fight. They are predictive in that measure unless there is concrete data points saying the other otherwise. And I thought Sarukian is just going to tackle Fazeev and he's going to get his game going. I am way less confident in that now. He might still be able to do it, but his inability to firmly establish dominant positions sustainably against Ismagulov, who is, to his credit, tremendous defensively, did great work. Sarukian really struggled. That win, I went back and rewatched it, and honestly, rewatching it only reinforced my first take on it, where that win looked a lot like Sarukian won 
mostly because of athleticism and physical talent. And there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. We talk about it a lot. Athleticism is a cheat code. Use your advantages. But I, would, I wanted to see, and I think the thing that I was trying to articulate is I wanted to see more skill development. And that's not what carried the day. Ismagulov simply could not keep Armin off of him. He was too physically imposing. I am not confident at all that Armin can be that physically imposing against Rafael Faziv. And if he's forced into striking exchanges with Faziv, that Faziv is going to really chew him up because Faziv throws to hurt you and Sarukian is, is a performative striker for a lot of what I'm seeing. So again, still young, could develop. Uh, I am not, I know a lot of people are really against matching up two young contenders. It's just, I could have picked something else. I don't, th but it's not going to happen. He's not going to get to fight Benil Darius or Charles Oliveira like he wants. He's not going to get to fight Dustin Poirier. He's going to have to fight some other young guy who's good. And Fazeev is pretty highly ranked and Fazeev's in the same boat. Dustin Poirier is not going to fight Raphael Fazeev. Why in God's name would he? So they're going to have to duke it out. And then the winner of that might finally have enough shine on them to say, okay, in the same way that when Gamrot beat Sarukian, Gamrot finally had enough chips, enough cachet to be like, I get Benny Dariush. And it's maybe not all the way, but it's close. The Fazeev Sarukian fight gets him the same way. And the winner of that can then maybe get a fight, Charles Oliveira or one of the other guys hanging in the title picture, depending on how the next 12 months breaks down. So give me Fazeev. The fight's awesome. It'd be incredible. We would have a deserved, the, the true and deserved king of the prospects at lightweight. That's what we'll be crowning with that one. So that's my homework. That's where I'm at. Jed, this is, this is how I know that you are a harsh master, but a fair master. Because <laughs> though you're critical of him, you I mean, you are, you're, if anything, you're still kind of moving him up the, you're still giving him a chance to move up the rankings. Absolutely. Um, like I said, though, he's going to flip spots in your rankings with Fazeev, so technically we'll be fighting someone above him. And in our own rankings, uh, like I said, Surukyan enters Saturday at 9, Fazeev is at 6. So it's 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 a, it, he's still graduating to a big fight. Um, you just think it's one that also is going to be very informative about like uh, whether this guy is the real deal or not. Um, Absolutely. And that yeah. that's a main event fight. That is not a that's not uh, that's a five-rounder Main event's a fight night sometime, you know, next spring. And the winner of that gets to call their shot. And it probably won't be a title shot, um, though maybe Fazeev could sneak one depending on how things shake out. But with Benny hanging around, it's probably not a title shot. But the winner of that gets to say, hey, I've, I've beaten all the best guys. I'm clearly the next gen. Give me Dustin Poirier. Give me Justin Gagey. Give me a big name to earn a title fight. Give me the number one contender match. Now, I actually, the other thing I like that you mentioned, Jed, was that uh, there's some concerns over, is he just kind of out athleticisming people? Young guy, yes. great shape. That, very, that very, is my very, biggest concern. Very right explosive athlete, which is why I went along with sort of the call out he suggested, because he called out, I think, one of the most physically gifted guys in the lightweight division. Uh, one Mr. Jalen Turner. Now, I, I don't always love when fighters do he our did, jobs. He did not call out Jalen Turner. Oh, that was Drew Dober? That was Drew Dober. Well, I uh, I get them mistaken all the time. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know, that, oh, I know Drew Dober. They're Hold both on. very handsome men. They're both very handsome both, men. They're both lightweights. Shrukin and Dober are both very handsome lightweights. Uh, that's okay. We'll fix this in post. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Pause.
as we both know, Jed, Saryukian called for a fight with either uh, Charles Oliveira or uh, Benil Dariush, which anyone would know if they were if they read MMAfighting.com. Because we have a great article. website. Yeah, it's a great website. And we have an article about that very collab, which is, you know, which everyone knows about. Um, actually, you know what? Though? But I'm sticking. I'm sticking with my guns then. I'm oh, sticking. this is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, I, then I'm going with you. Your Jaylen process Carter. might have been flawed, yeah. but your result is A-OK. <laughs> I'm going to stick with my imaginary call-out that he made because, yeah, let us let let him go after Jalen Turner. I have a different pick for Dover. Uh, let him go after Jalen Turner because, yeah, I think you're right. I want to know if – now, I think he can out-wrestle Jalen Turner. But, again, uh, Jalen, very physically good guy. Huge guy. Huge guy at 155. <laughs> That's the the physical disparity there is going to be huge. Well, if he could physically dominate him, that'd be super impressive. So I will go with that. Uh, let us move on from this embarrassing misunderstanding. Amir Al-Bazi. Happens all the time. Don't worry about it. I hope we're friends forever here on Amir Al-Bazi because we talked about this in the post-fight show. I don't think I, there's a way we can't friends okay. forever. I would like fight. to think we're all in agreement that Amir Al-Bazi has to be the next, I was going to say victim. Victim. But I mean, Albazi could beat him. We don't know. Has, but we're, I mean, ho- we're hoping victim. I mean, we kind of know. The, the, the stats point out <laughs> science doesn't lie. And Manel Cop, if your name is alliterative, you are doomed he's, against him. He's coming after. He is the, alliter- the alliterative assassin with his current win streak, including Ode Osborne, Zalgis Zumagulov, and now David Dvorak, adversary. And now we are, we are hoping... That Amir Al-Bazi, who was also victorious, great, vicious win over Alessandro Costa, uh, fights Manel Cop next, the double A. And then uh Jed, you you had the the final uh you had the final the cherry. Final boss. Yeah, should should Manel Cop, should this fight happen, should Manel Cop beat Amir Al-Bazi, who will he then fight in 2023? I mean, probably in a, a, a flyweight title eliminator match mm-hmm. at that point. Muhammad Makayev, right there. I mean, <laughs> I love it. Uh, is Makayev booked right now? I don't is think he? he is, but I'm not. I looking. don't. Think, I think a lot of us people are assuming he's going to end up in that London card. I just don't think he has a opponent yet. I think they're assuming yeah. he will. He will be fighting in March. That's the guess. Very, yeah. very likely. So yeah, yeah, he he fights like I don't know Tim Elliott or something in mm-hmm. like sure. in London, and then uh, you know Manel Cop does the thing against Al Bazi. He moves into the top ten. Uh, at which point, I mean, there's, you could also make the argument uh, if Brandon Royval just drops his name and just goes by Raw Dog, Raw Dog mm-hmm. Royval, there's there's an opportunity okay. there for another one. So we've yeah, got we can some, we've we've got some chances. Oh my goodness, how did we we miss the forget? biggest one? Who? Kai Kara France. Oh, Kaikara. Okay. Well, I mean, I was Kaikara. This is true. He would, yeah, Kaikara. That counts. The biggest one, Kaikara this Francis. Is true. There are so many of them. He could fight nothing but alliterative names for the next like two years. Why is this the flyweight division best. like this? Why is the flyweight division like this? And more, um, more will develop. It'll be awesome. So yeah, uh, for sure, I'm with you though. Yes. Manel Cop, Miao Bazi. Yes. Cop wins. He fights Makayev, or he fights Kaikara France. And then he fights whoever, whichever of those two he didn't fight afterwards. Yeah. We've planned out all of 2023 for Manel Cop. Yeah, Manel Cop. It's done. Book it. Forget, listen, forget being a former Ryzen champion. Forget the, his um, incredible knockouts. 
the real selling point for him is the whole alliterative assassin thing. This is you put this on T-shirts. You start talking about this on, uh, you know, get that great voiceover on the ESPN broadcast talking about his history of taking out alliteratively named opponents. That's dollar signs, baby. That's pay-per-view dollar signs. That's ratings in the millions. Uh, It's it's big business. It's big business. Absolutely big business. And then, you know, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think if he... You know, he, he cleans out all of the alliterative names of Flyweight. Maybe he bumps up, but I, I can't think of any alliterative <laughs> Bantamweights off the top of my head. I think are there like are actually some, end. now that you mention it. Uh, I don't want to. I can't. I, I'm, I'm trying to, and I can't pull any off the top. So. I don't know if we want to go uh, down this rabbit hole. Um, Kyung Ho Kong? Sure, that kind That's of. Yeah, that counts. That definitely counts. Kind yeah, of there. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's just a whole world available from an L cop in this very niche uh, but undeniably amusing <laughs> bit of bit of weirdness that MMA has provided us. That's a good pull. I think that's the highest one I can find. Kyung Ho Kang in the in the bantamweight division. It's the only one I can think of. What a pull! I mean, unless uh, you're going to do Sugar Sean O'Malley, but really bringing in nicknames gets a little so a little iffy. We kind of gave an advanced wild card pick there. That, really, we talked more about what's next for Cop than we did for Abazi. But listen, we're just probably saying. sure did. I was saying Abazi, great performance. Uh, he deserves a, a guy with a name next. Manel Cop certainly has a name. Either guy moves them legitimately closer to a title shot. Like you said, maybe one fight away, whoever wins that fight. So great. Uh, I think that just again. Oh, and I want to say someone corrected me on social media saying they're training partners. I, I'm pretty sure they did train together at Extreme Couture, but I don't think either fighter is based out of Extreme Couture. I'm pretty sure if the money was right and if the opportunity was right, they would fight each other. I'm, I'm speculating. I'm speculating. Um, but I don't think they're both like dyed in the wool Extreme Couture um representatives who are just like oh we'll never fight that's i i could be wrong they, it, i await these social media posts where they're like hugging and like we're best friends we'll never fight each other and people send it to me if i missed it but i i think they'll they'll fight each other i, I could be wrong yeah i uh my, i guess if if that's the case i would say uh i don't know Mateus nicolau he just just picked yeah. up a dub pretty yeah, easily he deserves a big, highly I, I ranked saw- guy a lot of people were saying the Albazi, um, well, b- before it was Perez or Rava, whoever it was last. The winner, the winner of Albazi and one of his original opponents for Nicolau, um, but then it got switched yeah. up. So, I mean, yeah, honestly, Albazi, there's no wrong way to eat this Reese's no. in the flyweight division right now. Oh, actually, I, I got to check in you quickly. I'm sure you'll talk about it on the show this week, Jet. Oh, I, I guess you guys aren't doing. Will you be doing a no bets barred? Not this week, but there will be a year end. Will there be a year end episode? It is undecided. Undecided. Um, it is possible. It may just wait until the beginning of the year. Okay. We're certainly doing a futures episode. Right, right. Uh, whether we will separate that into a futures and recapping some of the year or just combine them into one, still up in the air a little bit based on scheduling. So I, I uh, don't... for now, say no. We won't have one this week. Yeah. For Listen, I don't know uh, if you're going to get a chance to talk about this then. It, it may it may have cooled by the time you guys record the episode, but uh, how disappointed were you by two fights that seemed like pretty likely flyweight under candidates somehow neither hitting well uh that's not technically true uh actually 50 percent. the cop one did not hit uh depending on at what point you got in on the Mm. albazi coastal line you i got it at one and a half uh but you you could find that line at two and a half at various points two and a half does hit the 213 uh mark of round three the cop dvorak Super should have hit, really, really should have hit. Um, 
but that's a whole different conversation about my <laughs> my many frustrations with Manel Cop the fighter. Um, but you know, you can't win them all, and that fight card was probably it wasn't full of a lot of wins anyway. So we had a good year. It's fine. Cop Cop and Sukian really let you down. I was I will say in different ways. As far as showing that killer instinct and getting that job done, they kind of let you down. They kind of let you down. Cop. Cop really let me down. Sarukian <laughs> is, you know, maybe it was really simply just that Ismagulov was way too good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But Cop, Cop had all the world of an opportunity to to try and do something. And buddy, he was content to let the fight come to him. So mm-hmm. that one was frustrating for sure. Which That's is a- why he is not going to be my. I don't. I mean, outside <laughs> the fact we already predicted him, wasn't going to be my wild card in no. Way. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. No. Uh, all right, let's get through these last three fights from the main card and get to that wild card. Uh, Alex Caceres, listen, the guy's a lifer. This was, I think I said, UFC appearance. No. This was the hardest oh, one sorry, I should say cap. Sorry, I, I haven't been using cap enough. Uh, uh, this is this was UFC cap number 27, 25, 27, 27, UFC cap number 27. Alex Caceres That's fighting not, in two ways. Not division. a small number. Boy, he's been around for a lot. I was I was writing about it uh, in the predictions and saying, man, if you if you remember his ultimate fighter season was coached by, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, 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 and and meant to build up a title fight between George St. Pierre and Josh Koscheck. That's how long ago. Alex Caceres was like when he made his UFC debut. Uh, this was crap. easy for me because I did have a prediction for a fighter last week that I want to get the winner of this fight. Uh, so it was easy for me. I don't know where you land. We'll go with you first, Jed. Uh, who'd you have for Bruce Leroy? Um, so I this was a little tough because there were just too many options and none of them like really so many. rang out to me. Yeah. The one I wanted was Andre Feely. That it's weird that that fight hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. But Feely is booked against Lucas Almeida for Correct. February. And I if Almeida wins that fight, I don't think I care about doing Almeida. It's just like that fight doesn't does does nothing for me. It's fine if it happens. Um played around with a few. And then I stumbled on the one. And maybe this is doo-doo. I'm not sure the doo-doo rules is this for is in this regard. I went for Edson Barbosa. I know he suffered a knee injury in September mm-hmm. uh, that pulled him out of a fight with Ilya Tapuria. Yes. And also just, man, they are never doing Edson Barbosa favors. Lost six of his last eight or something. And they're like, hey, what if you fight Ilya Tapuria? I know you lit your strength of schedule is one of, if not the most outlandishly tough fights in the last decade. Let's just chuck Ilya behind it. I'm trying to help Edson out. I don't know where he's at in the knee re- injury recovery, but that was back in September, several months away. Uh, if if this is available to do in the spring of next year, 
I want to give Edson an, a, a, a veteran name, 30 caps or whatever, a very winnable fight, and probably a fun one. So give me Edson Barbosa. It would actually be the 28th UFC cap for both men. I didn't even work. I did not even look into that. So that is just a a bit of kismet. Well done. They are both at 27 uh, UFC caps. Uh, I love it. Very popular listener. I want to be clear. Those are the most difficult possible caps of all time. Like (laughs) the difference between quality of comp in those 228 (laughs) caps could not be more stark. (laughs) And Caceres hasn't fought a bunch of nobodies either. Well, holy crap, the the gulf between those people. If you are at home and you listen to this, and you're like, why is he so-? just go just go look up Edson Barbosa's resume. Look at the absolute list of murderers this man has been fighting for a decade since like 2012 or whatever. He joined the UFC in 2010. 2010, yeah. And his first couple of years maybe are a little, you know, that's what you expect. But starting at 2013-2014, doesn't miss. Hitters. Hitters all the way down. <laughs> Michael, Bobby Green. Here is a legitimate stretch. Bobby Green, Michael Johnson, Paul Felder, Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis, Gilbert Melendez, Benil Darius, Habib, Kevin Lee. Like, what? That's good. What? That's good. <laughs> it's unreal. Um... And then it still goes on for another 10 names. Give him Alex Caceres. It will be the easiest opponent he has faced <laughs> since Danny Castillo in, uh, in 2013. Alice Caceres is not quite as impressive. Let's, let's start. <laughs> the, uh, Edwin Figueroa, uh, Motonobu Tezuka, the immortal and Motonobu Tezuka. We all remember very, that barn burn. He had a stretch of tough opponents, Sergio Pettis, Faber, uh, Masanori Kanahara, Francisco Rivera, and then kind of got bumped back. Masio Fullen, uh, tough Latin America, never die. Uh, Wang Guan, is there, you remember Wang somewhere Guan? in then he fought Hick Diaz in there, lost to him. Martin Bravo, uh, not okay. Fair enough. Not exactly the same list of killers. Yeah, that before. Yeah, he he was on a good little win streak there too. He won like five, but it's like he was. You know, Chase Hooper and Kevin Kroon, and that's <laughs> that. Sure. That ain't that is not what Edson uh-huh. Barbosa has been doing. Let's give Edson Barbosa a good name, but a, a fight that he can win. It's, it's still a big opportunity. I think Barbosa, if he's not ranked in the UFC, he certainly was a, a ranked featherweight for him. He still is ranked. He's number 14 in the UFC. Nice. Uh, so it's still an opportunity. Let's let's do that. That was the by far the happiest one I could find I since Andre Feely wasn't an option. I love it. They're close in my UFC rankings. I have Barbosa at 14, as he is in the real, uh, the real excuse me, the UFC Ooh, rankings. Yeah, what is Sorry, that? Excuse me. The UFC rankings uh, has 14, and in my personal UFC only rankings, he's 14. At Caceres, just a couple of spots behind at 16. So I do like that. I went with uh, Jonathan Pierce just because I said last week after Jonathan Pierce's win. I knew I you wanted, were going to yeah. do that. Yeah, I wanted the winner of this fight. I have him just outside the top 25. Uh, sorry, uh, the top 20. So um, I'm happy to have him. He needs. To, I think he gets. He deserves a chance to take someone's spot in the top 20. Uh, it just happens to be whoever was the winner of Saturday's fight with uh, Caceres and Arosa and uh, thus Bruce Leroy. So there we go. I like that one. Um, I like guy, that one too. The reason I didn't do that one is I want Jonathan Pierce to get a shot at the top 15. Like I want him to oh. get a shot at a, at a ranked guy. Great oh. win streak. Been looking good. I want, I want to give him a bigger bump than Caceres. Would He's be, close. It's, it's a tough. If they make that fight, it's there's nothing wrong with that fight. Totally reasonable. We could have led this show talking about this man, Drew Dober. What an awesome fight. What a year for Drew Dober. Just absolute chaos. 
uh i could not help it i i i placed him on my top five he was a last minute addition to my top five you did it fighters of the year list i i i dm'd yeah, our guy shaheen yeah. Shadi. i had to do who i did not have more fun watching any fighter this year than drew dover the terrence mckinney one round complete insanity Rafael mm. uh, alves a really fun dance partner because Rafael alves is also a maniac and is also always doing weird stupid things in the cage so putting him and drew dover together was just hilarious uh also ended in a brutal knockout and then this bobby green comeback where he's getting completely tooled you look at the stats uh bobby green doubled him up with strikes in both the in the, well the round and a half that this fight was and at the end of the day it's listen sometimes fighting comes down to who punches real good and as Drew Dover, he punches so hard and he got the knockout. Uh, 3-0 and in 2022. I loved it. Um, I did not go crystal ball here. I sincerely doubt this fight happens, but I am going magic wand. I am. If I were the okay. matchmaker, I, this is what I would do. You you got to give me him and Michael Chandler somewhere. I don't know if it's next, but I need to see this fight happen. I think it'd oh, be I love that pick. insanely fun. It's definitely not next. I do love no. that fight, though. That's an that's an, an excellent fight. Did you know Drew Dober well called out? Did you know Drew Dober called out uh, Jalen Turner? Did you hear about that? I heard that he called out Jalen yeah. Turner, and in fact, uh, because I am nothing if not a man of the people, my choice was to give the man what he wants. Uh, I would love for Jalen Turner to get a, a bigger step up, but that is the most unlikely of all outcomes at this point. Is that anybody above him will willingly fight the six two absolute <laughs> monster uh, in this division? So. Uh, Jude over calls for. I think he's gonna. I do think he is going to get it, and I, I love that he's gonna get it. Great fight. It's the one I want to make. Simple enough. Enough said. Uh, I think that fight will happen too. I think that's actually a decent crystal ball pick. And man, we hopefully twenty twenty three, Jed, the year that some of these squatters get kicked out of their spots by guys like Drew Dober and Jalen Turner. Sarukian and just look who you're talking to. The reason that I like you, like, well, Jed, you actually aren't like that much higher on Sarukian. The reason I am in general higher is I what I don't know. <laughs> five months ago, I was like, screw it, I don't care about any of these top lightweights anymore. They're not fighting <laughs> other people, and I moved them all down. I moved Poirier, Gaethje, Chandler. I was like, here, I'm going to replace you with all these young people who are dope. And then Benil Darius beat Gamron. I was like, well, look, you beat somebody that's cool and young and relevant. Now you're back up to the top three. So hopefully we'll get some of that, but probably not. We're probably going to get Poirier versus Gaethje too. Chandler's probably going to fight uh, Conor McGregor and the actual best lightweights in the world that aren't named. <laughs> you know, Islamakachev are going to be stuck fighting other dudes in the co-main events of fight nights. And, you know, being the number 14 guy in the world or whatever, because lightweight is impossible. Yeah. And these, and these aren't even bad fights. Like, who could complain about seeing Poirier no, again awesome yeah, or seeing Chandler, Chandler and McGregor? That'd be awesome. Like, I, we can't complain that about these. Unbelievable. But they do nothing to move the division in like a meaningful direction. That, that, and, that, and that, again, I always say fights shouldn't always be about that. But I just, you know, just if, if you're going to nitpick and like criticize these potential matchups, that's where we would go. But. I don't want fights always be about it. I yeah. do want some of it because what the truth yeah. is what's going to happen is Poirier and Gaethje, et cetera, they, it took them a while to get their shot at it. And now they're here and they're going to stay mm -hmm. even when it's probably a little past their actual peaks. And so the Fazeev's, Sarukian, Gamrot, Turner, like that group in like two years is finally going to actually make the all the way move up. And it's going to be a whole new crop of young hitters that we don't even know yet, that maybe aren't even in the promotion yet, and are like, actually, this new hot shit guy out of Dagestan, 
he's he's going to be a problem. You know, other uh, other Nurmagomedov it yeah. jumps to the UFC like he's going to be a problem in a little bit here. It's just going to take him six years to actually get to the top of the division because it's impossible to make headway at lightweight. Mm. Preach, preach, brother. Sport. I know. I yeah, I know. And 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 I listen. That's the thing is, uh, I'm I'm a bantamweight stand, but uh, every division once it gets to a certain point gets like this cluster at the top, and it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to shake it up. But anyway, to make a dent, it is. Uh, let's go. With the command who opened up our main card with a spectacular knockout. Uh, Mikhail Oleksychuk. Uh, love this guy. I think he looks great at 185. Though I I had a little bit of trouble figuring out what's next for him because he is a UFC veteran. It's just that he's only had two fights in this new division so far. So I wasn't 100% sure where to go. I, I had to go with, uh, well, I'll, I'll let uh, Jed, well, who did you pick first for Michal? This is the one I'm the least happy with. It wasn't as hard as yeah. uh, finding one for Caceres, but it is the one that I feel the least confident is good matchmaking. Um, I had two choices. I ultimately settled on Julian Marquez. Marquez was obviously oh. supposed to, he was supposed to fight on the same card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duran Wynn fell out. Um, I, frankly, I know it wouldn't have happened because of the way time worked, but the Brundage fight, uh, Alexejic was a big favorite. It would have been cooler just to do an opponent swap and leave Brundage out in the cold, but it's ultimately where I went. I think there's there's one other name that I really thought long and hard about, and I'll be interested to see if if this came to you or not. Uh, it was Edmund Shabazian. I decided I didn't want to. I didn't want to throw because Shabazian might find wow. might be rebuilding, and I didn't want to throw him to a guy who looks like maybe he's just a hammer in middleweight yeah. in Oleksiychuk. But the fight is compelling um, uh, in in and of itself. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. I was like, I'm not sure this is exactly what I want to do. So yeah, what about uh, you? Listen, Shabazian's dangerous on the feet. He's dangerous on the feet. So um, certainly he has a chance. But I I, I would think uh, Oleksiychuk smashes him. But um hey stand-up battle who knows who knows which way it would go uh it's funny you mentioned uh just wanted to shuffle opponents did you know that uh the the oleksaychik uh brundage matchup is one of my favorite things Chad. it's it's a mute it's a mutants matchup oh is it? Matchup. yes it was originally another fight entirely this was uh, this middleweight spot was originally for bruno silva and albert Duraya. i did not remember that at all no i i, I think it changed even that brundage uh was a couple of weeks ago so it's not like super insanely short notice so this this fight has existed for a bit but originally bruno silva versus albert Durayev. silva withdrew first and then uh Oleksiychuk stepped in then Durayev withdrew and then brundage stepped in so i always find that's find that so strange like could they not like should it's they not accidental. Just, just an accidental <laughs> fist fight it's like neither guy was really planning to fight and it's like well now you are you know and it's like, okay great uh so i went with uh brad tavares uh win loser draw he's fighting uh robocop gregory rodriguez ufc 283 january 21st so uh, i just think it's time like again i i'm a believer oluk could be a top 10 guy uh brad tavares has been a litmus test guy for many 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 years very respectable. Uh, I don't want to see Oleksiychuk fight Robocop yet. So even if Gregor Rodriguez won, I kind of want to keep him apart. So really, whatever happens with Tavares um, at that UFC 283 fight, give him uh, give him a howl. Let's just see where a howl is. So so wrong with that. I got no issues with that one either, man. There are, there were a lot of choices. You could have done a lot of things here. You could. Um, and all of it's fine. Uh, how was your wild card? How'd you go with your wild card, Jed? My wild card was... Uh, maybe the easiest one for me because i knew who i was picking as a wild card there's no there's no possible way 
Did, There's no disrespect to anybody else, you know. Uh, Zaid Nurmagomedov's Ninja oh, Choke, great, etc. Um, Simmelsberger looked good. I'm gonna go with Demiris Magulov because oh, he didn't okay. drop at all. Like uh, he lost almost no shine from that. In fact, he's probably gonna get a bump up or two. I think maybe in my rankings, I had him just on just inside the top 15 in my rankings. I had him at 12. I think he might actually get a little bit of a bump up because despite losing, I, was, I thought he showed showed some stuff against, again, the guy I think is one of the five best fighters in the world in his weight class. So I wanted to pick him. Uh, and look, it sucks. I hate doing it. I hate doing it. I hate hate hurting the light, hate hurting the young, fun lightweights. But if the top guys aren't going to get off their rankings, we're just going to have to establish a pecking order amongst the rising stars. And you know who's a rising star at lightweight uh, coming off maybe his best performance uh, when you factor in quality composition? Grant Dawson, baby. Man just runs over Mark Madsen. Damn. Olympian wrestler Mark Madsen. Grant Dawson took him down repeatedly. Let's see how he does against Demiris Magulov because that man is a phenomenal defender of takedowns. Let's see what happens. Give me Grant Dawson, Demir Smigulov. Damn, you just did it. You're just doing the thing. Our, our just, motto of 2022, do the thing, carrying the over. Thing. I'm just throwing them into the fire. We got we have too many young, good guys, and if the, they don't get their chance to fight the other guys, let's just have them all fight each other. Then we can have one or two and be like, these are the guys who get first ups, and we'll we'll settle it that way while the squatters squat. So Ismagulov, Grant Dawson. Uh, sucks for Smugulov to have another super good, super athletic wrestler come at him, but he had some success in this one. I don't think Dawson's as good as Sarukian, so he can maybe have a little more success, maybe learn some lessons, or maybe Grant Dawson arrives. So, doing it. And, and listen, we're trying to find someone to someday challenge Islam Makachev, and if you're going to challenge Islam, buddy, Makachev, you're going to need to be able to stop Grant to Dawson. <laughs> Um, but I'm saying Sarukian, Ismakulov, Dawson, perhaps as we put all these and other a lot of other wrestlers, put these guys through the fire, one will emerge, one from, will this, emerge. from this grueling tournament of wrestlers that has a chance, <laughs> has a chance to grapple. Well, I mean, we know Sarukian uh, can be competitive with Islam. We've seen it. So, but beat him, another story. So uh, yeah. I like it. I like I like the wrestler, lightweight wrestler crucible. Uh, that we're kind of kind of having. That's what here. we're doing. Just you have to getting after it. Just trying to find someone for for Islam. Islam, otherwise Islam's going to be champion for freaking as long as he wants to be. Uh, um, I, until until Nurmagomedov the second rises from the ranks <laughs> of Bellator to take the crown from him. Oh my goodness! And, and Father's plan just churns out a domination of this one weight class <laughs> for a decade plus. Um, I went with Matthew Semmelsberger. Uh, just an exciting guy. Listen, this this is guy. He's super exciting. I, I I'm excited I, to see where you went for him because I think there are some good choices. Out so there many ways. Him. When they brought him in, I remember thinking like I I don't know if I thought it was too soon. He kind of came pretty inexperienced. Um, I didn't know if he was a guy that wasn't going to last long. Like comes in, fights his four fights, you know, has mixed results and leaves. But he's put together a pretty nice resume. Uh, what is he now? Five and uh, six and two, five and two. So oh, he's got he's he's got a going. good nice like little winning record. Uh, he's five and two now. He's got two sub twenty second knockouts again, not against world beaters, but still, if you can do that, that's pretty insane. And now it takes out a young man who uh, 
we were all pretty high on after his win over Andre Fialyu, uh, Jake Matthews. Uh, Jake Matthews, I feel like, has taken a little bit of flack for Saturday's performance. Like, it wasn't bad. He just was clearly outclassed by Matthew Semmelsberger. Outclassed, uh, out, outpowered, outpunched. I don't know how you guys want to phrase it, but a um, bit of a step back for Jake Matthews and a step up for Semmelsberger. So him and Jeremiah Wells would be nice. This would be a cool matchup. I just think it's fun. I think they're about the same range in my rankings. I think you're going to get a highlight. I think, again, you kind of you know keep throwing some of these mid-tier guys together. You might find someone who's actually worthy of a top 15 ranking. I don't know if Semmelsberger is. I don't know if Jeremiah Wells is, but I know it'll be a fun fight. And I know um, each guy would could make a stronger case to uh, to at least get a shot at a top 15 guy, if, uh, whoever won that fight. Uh, I don't hate it. Uh, yeah. Not where I thought at all you were going. What were you thinking? Uh, I, I thought you were just going to say, F it, let's, let's have fun. Jack Della <laughs> Maddalena. That's just two dudes throwing them and one guy is going to fall over. Yeah. JDM's a weird case right now because he keeps saying he's fighting Li Jingliang in Australia. I, as far as we know, that has not been signed. That is not official, not announced, nothing like that. So I don't know if it's something he's just trying to speak into existence or if that is in the works. But um, yeah, that's not. That's probably why I haven't been naming uh, JDM much on the show. Plus, it's, it's a good a fight. I mean, it's, fight. that's it's oh yeah, it's a good fight. logical matchup for JDM. So if he's just trying to make that happen, uh, very smart. There's there's certainly worse fights you could try to manufacture. Uh, all right, Jed, we're going to go to, well, first, uh, we'll do a little quick check the tapes here. It's the holidays, Jed. And check the tape. we do have a point. We do have a point to give an a point. No point to give. We do, uh, our own Mike Heck. Well, first of all, message me. I'm a little worried. I think he's been partying pretty hard. Uh, I think he needs an Otno point. I'm not sure how his funds are going on vacation. Um, has he been uh, using the calculator too much? He's might've been using the calculator too much. And just generally, uh, I think just splashing cash around wherever he's. I think he might be on like a, a White Lotus esque like Bacchanalian um, trip somewhere, <laughs> and it's just letting it rip, just making it rain. So he messaged me the other day and was like, was like, okay, okay, I need not a point. I need not a point. He's like, I called this fight. I have Vittorio Delice, UFC 286, March 18th, and I said, okay, all right, settle down, relax, relax, please breathe. Uh, and I said, you'll have to share the point with a lot of se- several listeners call for this fight. So this is a shared. Otno community point. Um, hopefully that is enough to get Mike Heck out of uh, out of jail, uh, out of the Canary Islands, wherever he is, and uh, and back home safely. So Mike, if you're out there, please um, take what take this portion of an Otno point and use it wisely. <laughs> it, again, it travels very well. Depending on what country you're in, uh, this could Great make him exchange a, rate. This could make him a king overnight. I don't know where he is right now. <laughs> he could be the king of an island right now with a with a fraction of an Otno point. So. Um, hopefully he's doing all right. But yeah, Vittori Delice, great, great matchup. Uh, all right, let's let, let's see. Chad, let me. Let, I'm going to run some listener picks by you. You tell me what you think here. Love them. For our listeners, give a little standard disclaimer. Uh, guys, you're going to get a point for yourself if you're somehow the only person who had a pick. This is very rare these days ever since our show has become, you know, built a little bit, a little bit of a listener. Very popular. So, it's yeah, a popular it's program. A, it's got people sending in picks, so it's a little bit harder to be the only one. <laughs> But it still happens. Guys, please pay attention to the weight classes. Have these two people fought already? Does someone have a notable injury that's going to take them out like for a year? Uh, have they been released? Have they already been booked? Are they teammates? Some of the stuff hard to keep track of. Some of the stuff very easy to keep track of. So please do your best. Your pictures might be doo-doo and we don't want to read it. Uh, I will hey, just make doo-doo. a note. I saw some people throwing Andre Muniz's name out there, Brandon Allen's name for some of these middleweight like fights. And as we mentioned earlier, they are fighting now on uh, February 25th. That was... Uh, 
reported on uh, MMAfighting.com. So some of you guys might have missed it. It happened Saturday. So not doo-doo if you brought it up, but I'm just kind of skipping over some of those picks. Uh, a lot of people wanted Kenanir and uh, DDP, Duplessis. Jed, not sure how you feel about that. So I briefly considered it um, just because I, I do want DDP to get a bump up. I ultimately went away from it because uh, I was I was not doing Magic Wand. I was trying to Crystal Ball this week. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the one that's going to come for him. Um, I think DDP is probably going to get Chris Curtis. I know Chris Curtis oh. certainly believes that. Um, but they have not. It, it seems like, I mean, based on Andre Muniz, shit. Seems like the UFC is not interested in fast-tracking middleweights who aren't named Alex Pereira to a title fight. They're going to make you work your way on up. Um, I think DDP is probably going to get Chris Curtis. Uh, maybe, I don't know, like Jack or Manson. Uh, but feels like Chris Curtis is the right answer. So I don't hate the pick, and I, the mm. fight would be good and very reasonable. Whether it'll happen, I, I have strong doubts. Yeah, that, that was the most popular, uh, probably the most popular listener selection I saw. Certainly the most popular pick for... I mean, it makes sense. He just fought the week before. Yeah, of course. Same weight class, yeah. time didn't frame. To, yeah. yeah. Didn't seem to get too banged up. A tough fight, but didn't seem to get too banged up. Uh, so yeah, can't near people see a lot of people talking about that. Surukian, people throwing out Chandler, Poirier, Dariush, the one people said the most because they believe that Dariush, of course, of those three, is the most likely to take it because... Darius is a bit of a sucker, let's be honest. Uh, let me scroll down here. We kind of talked about, we hinted at some of these picks and we were going over our own. Oh, I saw two people. I hate this so much. Uh, Dober versus Tony Ferguson? <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> the part of me that doesn't like Tony Ferguson isn't, uh, isn't opposed. <laughs> I don't think that will never happen. I hope um, not. I don't. If you're going to throw, look, I, I don't know. I genuinely don't know what you do with Tony Ferguson at this point. If you're the UFC, like if you're just trying to make a name off him or give somebody a bit of a bump, I think you really probably only have like one more of those fights left. He's just mm. lost so many of them. He's really getting into the Cowboy Cerrone end of his career stretch here. Uh, if you're going to do that, you got to do it with Dan Hooker or maybe you can pull it off with uh Patty Pimblet. Yes. I don't yes, think Jude Dober. Yes. I don't I don't think Jude Dober brings enough to the table to to sacrifice Tony on on his altar. So no, hard pass for me. Um the it's tough for you me to find a matchup I don't like for Jude Dober just cuz they're fun as hell yeah. and lightweight rules. That is one of the very few that I'm I'm pretty against. <laughs> I I can't see Ferguson avoiding a knockout punch for three rounds, and or if they made it a main event, God help us! No, I have no interest in it. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, look, Sechuk, People threw out uh, Eric Anders, Phil Haas, Bruno Silva. Sure, no problem there. Uh, Corey McKenna. What does people want to see her see her fight? Vanessa Demopoulos. I'm into that. That's fine. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, popular pick. That there. makes a lot of sense. How do you feel about Saeed Nurmagomedov? There's a lot of people thrown out there, but the most popular choice, I was surprised, Ricky Simone. Hmm. Let me pull up Ricky Simone and see what he's been doing lately. I feel like Ricky, like the problem is, as I think the last two times Ricky Simone has won, I have matchmaked for him to move up in the rankings. I guess some people might have Saeed ahead of him. I wouldn't. 
no I just chance. Think, I can't imagine anyone actually has him. He's on a five-five win streak. I, I, and I, he listen, just Saeed's also thumped Jack Shore. The Jack Sa- Shore fight. Was, Saeed's on a four-fight win streak. You know, so I don't know. I don't know. He's he's an Magomedov. I don't know what people are doing with their rankings these days. It's true. <laughs> um, uh, you could do worse, but based on that fight, um, I, Ricky would just kill him. Oh, I, you think so? I don't. I think Ricky would just kill him. Ooh. Um, Ricky's so good, man. He is. Ricky, Ricky has the athleticism cheat code in freaking spades. Uh, <laughs> if I, I said it at the time, the the Jack Shore fight was the most obvious fight of the entire year, where it's just like, hey, so uh, these guys aren't playing the same sport. Like, what? They're just they're not doing the same thing. One mm-hmm. guy is so much more athletic than the other. <laughs> We talked about it on the Daniel Cormier, damn, they were good. Uh, there's a quote um, from, um, I'm blanking on his name right now, the wrestler he used to wrestle and then fought in the UFC in his light heavyweight debut. Pat Cummins. Pat Cummins, there you go. Uh, Pat Cummins gives this quote, he gave it to the the great uh, Shaheen Alshadi when he was doing The Night We Face Cormier, and the quote is, paraphrasing slightly, you know, you get told your whole life, you work hard, uh, good things will come to you. You know, I'm I'm damn good wrestler. You know, you um, youth national champion, etc. And uh, nobody outworks me. I come to the gym, saying, so you get told that every day. And then one day, you realize that that's a load of shit. And I realized that when I faced Daniel Cormier, because I could do nothing to that man. He was talking about his collegiate wrestling days. <laughs> He's like, I work. There's not a soul alive who works harder than me. And I could do nothing to this. And that's that was Ricky Simone, Jack Shore. Jack Shore, hard worker, hell of a fighter. And it just didn't matter. <laughs> Ricky Simone was on a different speed than him. And I think that is very much the case. Like, Saeed Yoko was was getting takedowns pretty much at will against Nurmagomedov, who's not a bad wrestler. Ricky Simone is going to throw him from the cage if you make Damn. that catch up. Wow. So I don't like it. If the plan is just to keep building Ricky, cool. But I'm with you. I would like to give Ricky a, a step up. And I, I, I don't know about the UFC rankings, not looking at him. I suspect that's a step back for him in that regard. That is high um, praise for you to say that some that a fighter will throw around someone with the last name or Megomedov. I don't think I've ever heard you make such a strong prediction against anyone with the last name that ends in really just in in OV, much less an actual Nurmagomedov. It's it's that's very true. Ricky, I, I think we're about to see Ricky make a title run. I don't think he's gonna win it, uh, because some of the top top of that division probably figures to be tough for him, but he's I think that's a good fight for him based on how how much trouble Saeed Nurmagomedov was having uh, with Rachmanov's uh, wrestling and grappling in that fight until he until he found the ninja. You know, full credit to him, found it, and that's I, I'm not confident he finds the same thing against Ricky. Well, you put you've put your money where your mouth is. You you and uh, our own Stephen Morocco and our voting panel for the rankings uh, have him as high as twelfth. Uh, so you have him rank, You guys have him ranked the highest. And people should also keep in mind our rankings include other promotions so this is not a ufc only ranking if we're talking about ufc only you and steven would both have him uh in the top 10 the top 10 of your rankings and uh probably more than fair based on uh, what ricky's done his talent level 
Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. All right, uh, I want to read some individual messages here. People, flattery will get you everywhere. Uh, Casey Carpenter, always come with the compliments. First and foremost, thank you to Mike, Jed, Casey, David, Jose, and Sean, plus the MMA Hour team, especially my boy, Frank. Shout out to Mysterious Frank. I said I passed this message along to him, Mysterious Frank. He, he loved it. For all the amazing, entertaining coverage you've given us all year, looking forward to next year, the year of the raw dog, and all the great work you will all have again. Excited to watch sometime New Year's Day at Bellator Rising Card. Since Jed is hosting, let him know he's the GOAT of BTL, I don't always agree with him, but his ability to give hot takes and say who sucks is awesome. <laughs> that is one your ability to say who sucks is one of your best traits. I agree with I agree with this wholeheartedly. Look, the I appreciate the kind words. One of these days, people are gonna figure out that the reason I'm good at BTL is I will simply say when people suck and they'll <laughs> start big. doing it. it it's the big. same as like the calf kick or the oblique kick or like I I just found <laughs> I I found the undervalued part of uh, MMA commentary yeah. and just and as I, controversial I'm, just as controversial by the way a lot of people will say should should being should saying someone straight up sucks uh, be banned from uh, MMA debate shows people have been talking about it people have yeah, been talking no, about no I'm <laughs> you know I'm it's you know it's it's borderline maybe it's a fence grab you know in in the in the realm but i'm going to grab that fence yeah. i've never seen I you lose a point I for can't. it i've never seen yeah. you lose a point for it so that's a problem keep doing it until <laughs> i get told i can't and uh other people are either going to follow problem. suit and they'll change the rules or i will keep getting those free edges that that, that people are just giving away by not saying people suck i don't think i have ever said a fighter flat out sucks since I've started working in <laughs> MMA, as, since I started making money as an MMA media member, I don't think I've ever said like flat out so and so sucks. I yeah, just but, can't. But I can't do it. You thought it. You thought it. And listen, and people can look at my BTL record, so it's not. It's not great. So maybe it's not a coincidence. Maybe I should have. I should have done that more. Uh, Casey likes Semmelsberger versus Fakratina. We should talk about him more. He looked. He looked great on uh, on Saturday. Oh, he really did. Uh, Sayyid Nurmagomedov versus Yanez, Bobby Green versus uh, Jim Miller. I keep thinking this fight has happened. It has been booked three times and has never happened. So, yeah, I'm totally for it. Uh, and then uh, Casey also had another message for you, Jed. Uh, Casey Carpenter. Tell Jed, take a shot in Scarlett Johansson's DMs. Go on, Jed. Just do <laughs> You know, I don't think that that would work out for me. Um, and also might be creepy. I'm just saying, for the people who didn't watch the post show, that yes. is a reference to me uh, saying that it was very, very dumb, which I stand by, Armin Sarukian calling for Charles Oliveira and Benil Dariush, because he has no chance. The, the fight, Those fights will not happen, and I love dreams. Dare to dream, children. Do you? Um, but there's a difference between public dreams and private dreams, and your private dream should be limitless. Dream, Dream the biggest dream. The, the impossible dream even. But when your public dreams 
you actually have an opportunity to maybe make them happen, at least be aware enough to know what can and can't happen. Um, in the same way that who, uh, Kamal Usman trying to fight uh, um, Jan Blachowicz that one time, you know, that or Max Holloway saying he would fight Francis Ngannou, those can't happen. So don't don't dream those dreams. This is like the Max disagree. He was tongue in cheek and funny. I disagree. Armin, instead try and try and fight somebody you can fight, um, or be more interesting. I still stand by that take all the that, way. Okay, listen, that I can agree with, but I will no, never tell a fighter not to make an absurd call out. I say do it. It's like if anyone's seen the movie Gattaca. It's about uh, people in the future being uh, separated by their genetic qualities, and uh, spoiler. For a movie that came out in, I think, 1997. Uh, at the end, uh, uh, Ethan Hawke is able to defeat his genetically superior brother in a swim, uh, swimming race. And it's because he's, I never left anything for the swim back. So I would tell all you people out there, dream your dreams. Never call on everyone. For the swim back. Never leave anything for the swim back. All right? Dream your dreams. He, look, I'll even stipulate that that's fine. But if you're going to do it, you get one. You get one. No, you don't. You, no, get, I disagree. You, don't, <laughs> you can't dream a limitless dream yes, of either wars. That's why I would dream. like either this <laughs> or this. Dream. No, I want this guy. If you're going to oh, say okay, a guy okay. you can't get, if you are going to say a name that you know you will not get, it better be one name, not two names you won't get. It's because that's even dumber. This is true. <laughs> like, I do. I, I here even are have multiple a fights that I won't get. <laughs> We even have a rule on Otno. Like if you if you said, "Oh, someone should fight someone or this person or this person," I just don't read it. So you're right. He should follow Otno rules and only right. predict Pick one. Okay. If he okay. won, if if he had, it would have been so much better if he just came out and was like, "I want to fight Islamakchev. I am the I am the guy who gave him the toughest yes. fight he has had in the octagon. I want to fight him. I beat Matush Gamrot. Ask the media. Check MMA decisions. I beat that man. Ten fight win streak." I fought him on short notice. My first fight in the UFC gave gave the champ his hardest fight. I want next. That is so much better than I want to fight Makachev <laughs> or Oliveira or Benio Darius. Like, cool. Those are three fights you aren't getting. All right. Anyway, there's enough of that. Spe- specificity of a dream is a little more effective. If if you are going, if you're going to be out like out completely irrational, be specific. If you're going to be rational, you can be very open-ended, and that's fine. Yeah. Like, I would like to fight any of these dudes in the top 15. That's cool. Not compelling, but, like, that's still reasonable. But if you're going to if you're gonna ask for something that you have no chance of getting, at least keep it, keep it locked in, baby. Uh, I'm moving to Twitter now. Uh, we've got a lot, again, a lot of Fakratina of love. Again, he, he looked great on the uh, on the prelims. Clearest values, wants to fight Chaos Williams. John Ray wants him to get the, this is a nice one, Nicholas Dalby, Warley Alves winner. That's going down uh, January 21st, UFC 283. I don't know how you feel about this Nurmago, Nurmago, potential Nurmagomedov on Nurmagomedov violence, Jed. Saeed versus Umar. Umar is fighting uh, Haoni Barcelos on January 14th. I, I'm pretty sure they're not, um, I always get these things mixed up. I'm pretty sure they're not like directly blood relations or or training partners. I believe like not all Nurmagomedovs train together. I don't think I, so. Right? I will not pretend to be like the most, but uh, Saeed is not related to Habib. No. Umar is Habib's um, cousin. Yes, um, I think so. And he's the, he's the brother of, of Usman. Um, Umar is Usman's brother? U- Umar is Usman's brother. I'm, oh. 
I'm like 85% certain that okay. Umar and Usman are brothers uh, and that they are both obviously cousins to Habib. Uh, Saeed is not related to them, does not train with them. I believe he's a DAG fighter trainer, not Eagles MMA. Um, but I suspect, and there, I think there's been talks before that they have familiarity with each other, you know, same line of work, same exact city and area of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am not certain if those gyms are like rivals or just competing gyms in the same city. Uh, but I, I, my guess is they haven't spent extensive time training, but yeah. I don't know that for a fact. Yeah. Umar and Usman are brothers. This is, wow, today I learned. I cover MMA for a living, people. This is uh, this is new to me. Um, what happens, Jed, when uh, Nurmagomedovs and Nurmagomedovs meet? I mean, I've never seen, I've never seen a Nurmagomedov fight a Nurmagomedov. Um, uh, I'm kind of scared I, at this, even saying. I bet it. it hasn't happened. Like it must have happened in Russia. It must be pretty well, common. I, I'm yeah. in like in a major promotion. Uh, yeah, I, I suspect that that does not sound familiar. Like even if you take in like fight nights, I wouldn't be shocked if that had never happened in like no. fight nights global. I've seen something. I've seen Silva's fight Silva's. Uh, I've seen plenty of that. Well, um, that's I I'm gonna go on a limb and say Silva is a much more common name. Yes, uh, the ner- the off. <laughs> I don't feel like Nurmagomedov is maybe the most common surname in the world, or and, and even, listen, frankly, in Russia or Dagestan. Listen, this is assuming uh, Umar beats Sahani Barcelos. Not a guarantee by any means. I, I Not would a pick guarantee. Him. He'll be favorite. I, I don't know if the odds are already. He must be at least two to one. But um, I, that's a tough fight. That's a good fight. Anyway, but yeah, we could be seeing a Nurmagomedov, a Nurmagomedov crime in 2023. That would be something I wouldn't else. hate that just because that's unique and fun. Uh, oops, I saw a little doo-doo. You know what? Uh, it's a holiday season. I'm not going to call it out. I'm not going to call it out. Do we uh, call it coal in the holiday season instead? No, it's still stinky doo-doo. It's still, um, still doo-doo, okay. But Alex McAdam, thank you for uh, Semmelsberger versus Randy Brown. I think that's good. Uh, there's Dober versus Dawson. There you go. There's that suggestion. Uh, what do we got here? Sean Haywood, uh, Fakratina versus Tim Mean. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting. I don't know what we have with this uh, Fakratina guy yet, but yeah, he's got all the I, traits. It wouldn't be a would be a bad way to kind of maybe find a little more out. How do you like uh, Mikhail Oleksiychuk versus Hadolfo Vieta, a little striker grappler? Mm, I think I like that. Yeah, I think I like that. That's um, yeah, that feels pretty good actually. I I don't know if I like that as <laughs> much as um as Julie Marquez from a fun standpoint, but it may be from a um a meritocratic standpoint i assume that viera is a little more highly ranked um you know in your big board or whatever i would have him a little higher up than julian marquez but yeah it's not a bad fight at all our pal scott mccrate uh thanking the entire ma fighting crew thank you scott for uh, checking out our stuff he said he wants to he said can you and jed wax for two minutes we won't go two minutes but maybe 30 seconds on umar versus Ilya tuporia how it would play out if it's booked? Is that a fight that you like? I don't think Umar is. I mean, we just said he's a bantamweight. So I'm pretty Umar sure. Umar would have to go up to featherweight, right? Is there another Umar that I'm not thinking it's, of? It's very possible there could be. Uh, cool. <laughs> I have well. been struggling to keep track of Nurmagomedovs for the last two years or so. Uh, there's an Abubakar um, at welterweight. Umar is a bantamweight, and Saeed is also Umar a is a bantamweight. So I don't know if he means he'd uh, like to see Umar go up to 145 or maybe just got weight class. I don't think that's up. necessary at all. Okay. No worries. Scott, no worries. Interesting question. I just wanted to read it out. Uh, and we appreciate, again, we always uh, appreciate also, you. Also, it would be Ilya Tapuria because Ilya Tapuria is freaking sick. Yeah. If and, that's until, until such time as Ilya Tapuria is um, uh, 
fighting lightweights who aren't named Patty Pimblett. I do think he will have some real troubles at lightweight because he's small for that weight class, um, which we I mean, we saw Jai Herbert give him problems by simply being huge. But I think he's A-plus at featherweight, and there are maybe four dudes in the planet I would pick to beat him in a fight at featherweight. Certainly not a blown-up bantamweight. I can't wait to see him. In, I can't wait to see more of Ilya in 2023. My goodness. Uh, Hayes III wants Strickland versus Duplessis and has this for Alex Caceres. Uh, uh, Hayes says, I have to stop picking against Bruce Leroy. Uh, so we know that the Korean zombie isn't fighting in February. It seemed like his next fight would be retirement. Why not have Bruce Leroy be his retirement fight? They can still have it in Seoul. Uh, it can still be a headliner in my eyes. And it's clearly not just feeding zombie to an up and comer. It's a winnable fight for zombie. And also, if Alex won that fight, it could potentially give him a bit of fan interest in the way that someone like Kelvin Holland has. Uh, I love the idea of Alex Caceres versus Korean Zombie. Again, it would depend on the timing. It would depend when Zombie uh, is going to fight in 2023, if at all. Like I said, we don't know exactly why he's, um, he's I think, some sort of injury. He can't fight in, in South Korea. Uh, I like it. If, if it were billed as a retirement fight, if we knew it was the last fight for Zombie, I really like it. If it's just his next fight and we're not sure what, where he's going after, it's still a good fight, but I don't know. I don't know how you feel. Caceres and Korean Zombie, Jeff. So I think it kind of gets at a lot of the stuff I was looking at for uh, for how to use Caceres, right? It's, it's very similar, uh, except for I think it's too big a step up based on how the rankings are for, for Zombie. Um, I don't really want... If, if Zombie's last fight, I don't really want it to be Alex Caceres. I don't know who I want oh, to be. Oh, I like it. I like it for oh I see I'm I the opposite. I, I like that. That's just a fight I don't care about though is my <laughs> my primary issue. Like if, if I'm getting one my zombie fight, I don't want it to be all right, let's send zombie out on his back, you know, necessarily. But you I might would not. like to see You could take out Caceres. I mean, I think I'd rather see like a Barbosa zombie or something. Yes. Like yeah. uh, there's some dream matchups. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I only get one less, I want to cook with with the with the last time I get zombie, um, but I think it, he's driving at the same point I was with Barbosa. Of Caceres isn't really going to make a run or do this, but he is a big name, and I want to give him an aging fighter who's had maybe a tough go, or uh, you want to see have a winnable opportunity. But if they do lose, not the end of the world. So I, I get where he's coming from, not mm-hmm. how I choose to go. Uh, what are some other Thomas Collins? I like Oluksaychuk maybe versus Imavov Gaston loser. Big step up, but again, I'm high on Oluksaychuk, so I don't mind it. I'm actually that that was the other fight I the most oh. the most considered. I don't like doing. I know this is very stupid. I largely don't like loser versus winner fights, uh-huh. and that was the primary reason. But mm-hmm. I was like, if if neither, I would have done Imavov for him instantaneously if Imavov wasn't uh, booked. But I was like, okay, we could just do. But if if Imov wins, it feels like he deserves more, right? Yep. So I was like, can't do that. And I was like, I don't really want to give him Gastelum coming off a loss. And so that's, but I, it's not a bad fight. Not at all. I could see him getting one of these guys. Yeah, either the winner, loser, some sort of mix there. Bear O'Reilly says uh, Hafa Garcia versus, I guess it's Rafa Garcia, excuse me, Rafa Garcia versus Rafael Alves, Hafa versus Rafa. Uh, I always love that. Oleksiejczyk versus Buckley. Sick. I'm down with that. Yep. Uh, Dax at Pike Putt, Surkyan versus Makachev too. If Makachev loses the belt, if Makachev lost to uh, Volkanovski, do you think that this is a fight they could that they could set up? Yeah, actually, yeah. that probably does work. Interesting. Um, 
I don't know that they would do it if we're doing crystal ball here. I, I don't know that they're going to do that if uh, Makhachev, and certainly it depends how he would lose. My guess is that if Makachev loses, he's still, by being a champion, he's going to get like Gaethje or Poirier or something like oh, that. Oh, I thought you were going to say it won't. I thought you were going to say immediate rematch. I was going to be like, oh, please, no. No, no, no. He's not getting immediate <laughs> rematch. Um, no, you never know. But, you never know. I mean, if, you know, controversy or whatever. But if he loses, that is much more likely than any world in which Sarukian gets to fight Charles Oliveira, basically. Uh, and James Nall from Twitter, uh, Sarukian versus Gaethje, I wish. And uh, Alex Caceres versus Bryce Mitchell. That's actually kind of cool. And also, and definitely a clash of styles as we have the... Um, That's actually do, really good, too. How do I be nice yeah. about this? Caceres, sort of a worldly, um, loving... Uh, spiritual soul, Bryce Mitchell uh, thinks the Earth is flat. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how people would. Uh, it would make for an interesting build-up. I've actually changed my mind. I do not want to watch the flat <laughs> Earther want... beat. I do not want to watch the flat Earther beat the hell out of. You might not. Um, you might not. Feels like you would. <laughs> so all right, all right. We'll we'll close out with Instagram. I got some of Mike Heck's uh, usual contributors coming to me. Very smart. Thank you, guys. You knew Mike Heck was on vacation. Uh, Robbie Ryan, Dober versus Pimblet in London. I don't know how we didn't bring this up earlier in the show. Dober just annihilates him, right? And again, I've defended Pimblet's fighting there ability. There are a few matchups harder or worse for Pimblet than Dober. <laughs> it's bad because Dober's not going away. And I don't. I don't think Pimblet's there's not a realistic outcome of success for Pimblet in that it, fight. I mean, if you think he's his grappling is so good, he could submit him, but I don't think it's quite on that level. That he's not he a good enough just, wrestler. He's not a get, good enough wrestler. We saw that. Consistently get Dober to the ground. We saw that in the Gordon fight. Um, but thank you, Robbie Ryan. This has to happen in London. I don't know if you'd want that to happen. in Honestly, London. all of those fights are people who just want to see Patty get slapped. They want him to be carried out on a stretcher, and I get it. I get the inclination, but. There are any there are a number of those fights we can book. All of them are gonna go the same way. Look, Bobby Green, if if there just ain't no way. There's just no way that fight is happening. The problem with like Bobby Green is the other side of that argument, too. If you gave Bobby Green to Patty, the problem is Bobby Green will probably actually be worse to Patty because he Patty won't get knocked out. He will just get made to look like a child. Like Bobby Green will just put him on the bus and take him to school for 15 minutes, yeah. which will be more damaging to Pimblet than getting slabbed up by a big left hand or whatever. Yeah, it's one thing for Patty to be caught. It's another thing for, like you said, three rounds of the commentary just going like, man, I don't know what's, what's going on in there. I don't, Patty just can't seem to hit him. And and, and yeah. social social media. Patty's just... face is so bloody. <laughs> he's landed two strikes. Uh, he's trying, but man, he can't even sort of make something happen here. <laughs> Uh, all right, Matt Bradbury. I like uh, Sarukian versus Charles Charles Oliveira. It's not happening, but I like the thought. Uh, Beans extreme memes. Matt Semelsberger, Ian Gary. I don't hate that. I think that actually might be a really good test for Ian Gary, even though it could end up with him just getting his head knocked off. But hey, listen, you're the well when you're getting up there in welterweight. There's a lot of people who can do that to you. I like that fight a lot, actually. Yeah. And I got another. And I'll close out with another Mike Heck refugee, uh, Gerard Biak. And thanks, Gerard. Um, Caceres versus Ige, Damon Jackson winner. That's going on January 14th. Abazi, Tim Elliott, Saeed Nurmagomedov, Rafael Asensau, and Sergey Morozov versus Montel Jackson. All solid picks. Hopefully you guys out there get a full auto point uh, for the holidays. I will let you know. Please let me know, guys, if I if I uh, 
if there's a pick that you somehow nailed down and I missed it. Uh, send in your future picks. We won't have to worry about this for a while, but send in your future picks to me at Alexander KK Lee on Instagram, at Alexander K. Lee on Twitter, and Alex.Lee at SBNation.com on email. Jed, where can people reach you? Do they just want to give a little, a little poke? Uh, a few of them did ahead of this because the word oh. got out that I would oh, be. So do you have picks? Uh, no, no, because I oh. I intentionally directed them all to you. Oh. A couple come. A couple of them. I was like, I don't know the answers to this stuff. This is not my world. You should send it to AK. Okay, great. Um, uh, but great. it's on Twitter at at Jed K Mushu. Yeah, and that's it. Um, people should know. If I you're listening to this really show. If they listen to the show and they're not following you, I mean, what are you what are you doing with your life, really? So they're probably happier. They don't want to get my football <laughs> tweets on a Sunday when I'm I have like thirty stupid bets down because I'm bad at gambling on football and I'm just furious about that's why things people, going on. That's why people should follow you. Uh, so yes, we won't be back with a proper matchmaking show until January fourteenth. Another UFC Apex card. Uh, UFC Vegas 67 headline by fight we've talked about quite a bit. Uh, Nasser Dean Imavov versus Calvin Gaslam. Also on this card, uh, I shouldn't wish I had a proper order here. Jimmy Flick coming back to fight Charles Johnson. Alan Nascimento, Carlos Hernandez. So a couple of flyweight bouts there. Uh, Jeff Neal and Shavkat Rachmanov. Jeff Neal signed in the dotted line to fight a man nobody wants to be in the cage with right now. A top women's contenders fight uh, between Ketlin Vieira, a uh, women's bantamweight, excuse me, Ketlin Vieira and Raquel Pennington, soon to be mom, Raquel Pennington. Congrats on that. Uh, featherweight bout between Jarno Ahrens and David Onama. Lightweight bout, Omar Morales, Matush, Matush Rebecki. Daniel Argueta versus, versus Isaac Dolgarian, Puna Soriano, Roman Kopilov, Dan Ige, Damon Jackson, Umar Nurmagomedov, Haoni Barcelos, Abdul Razak, Al Hassan, and Claudio Ribeiro, and Javid Basharat, and Matias Mendonca. So uh, a lot of people debuting, a lot of contender names that might be familiar to uh, those of you who watched uh, the last couple of seasons of Contender Series. Not the most star-studded card, Jed, but uh, it's, it'll, you know, it's a way to kind of ease us back into uh into 2023 the ufc's uh, calendar year so uh we'll also yeah. have ryzen ryzen versus bellator coming up guys before the year is over and uh, as for content from us i know hey, mike and I, hey, hey hey oh don't forget there's also fight circus sunday evening 8 p.m fight yes. tv if you are listening to this uh now you hopefully you don't listen some people only listen on monday but if you listen to this on sunday when it goes live guys you could it could be happening as we speak so uh, don't forget Fight Circus Sunday night again, possibly right now, depending. And if, when you're, listening and if you're listening on Monday, go to mayfinding.com great website. I believe I'm going to to do a write up on it since yes. I'm obviously watching tonight. Look for Jed's coverage, and and they're pretty good. I wouldn't surprise me if they throw it up on YouTube at some they're, point, or somewhere free. They, they throw they yeah. throw them up on YouTube usually within like one to two weeks, if not yeah. days or whatever. Uh, the full the FMD Full Metal Dojo guys really great about it. <laughs> It's gonna be a good time. It it may flirt with um dignity and acceptability, but boy, are we gonna have fun. It's yes, it may not be something you want to talk about to your non-combat sports. Actually, even oh. your combat sports understanding friends may wonder what the hell are you doing? But uh that is going down. You may so, not yes. wanna may not wanna watch if you're home for the holidays or you're visiting, you know, your significant other, you're with their family, maybe don't watch that with your significant other's family unless you you know you're already in there you know they already know that they like you you're yeah. committed but if it's your first time in the holidays with them you know just feeling out 
maybe maybe skip Hanukkah gone wrongaka this year. Le- leave, and, uh, the, leave the fight circus out of it for now. Uh, but yeah, we'll have plenty. We will have, still have plenty of programming on the MMA Fighting Podcast Network coming up. We will have an episode of on to the next one. I assure you, we will have a ranking show. The uh, the highly anticipated airing of grievances uh, will be coming. Best show of the year. I, I know you'll be part of that. I know you love you love airing grievances. Uh, whether it's with fighters or with your people that you work with. Don't boo uh, me, I'm right. Don't <laughs> me, I'm right. And again, plenty of other coverage and things uh, to follow on MMAfighting.com, MMAfighting's YouTube, MMAfighting Podcast Network. Guys, you know where to find social media. TikTok, we're on TikTok now. I don't know what's going on. We're here for the Ray Rosas Jr. generation. Uh, but thank you, everyone, who sent in pics and listened to the show all throughout 2020, 2022. May your 2023 be full of no points uh, and and wealth and prosperity and health. Uh, thank you so much, Jed Mashu, for joining us several times this year for uh, for filling in a fantastic matchmaker on the spot and uh, just a, just a fantastic I'm man. Better, I feel like I'm getting better at it. You, you know, I had a little today. more reps. I'm feeling it. better about it. So yeah, thank you, you for uh, thank you for letting me step in. You know, to to carry water when Mike's abandoning the ship. <laughs> thank you jed thank you mike heck wherever you are please get out of uh get out of jail wherever you are use that otno resources to get out and uh thank you again everyone for uh, who listens watches reads uh we love you guys and we'll see you in well we'll see you before 2023 but the next proper matchmaking show uh we'll see you on on to the next one the pod to the next year on to the next year well done <laughs> love you guys Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.